0: Good morning. How's everybody today? I'm glad to be here. You glad you're in the house? Say amen. Amen. I just want to welcome you again. Uh, we're glad that you're here, and if you're a first-time guest, we're we're super excited about you being here. Northstar is a place where everybody's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything is possible. Do you believe that? Just look at your neighbor and say he's talking about you. North Star is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect. And say it with me, anything is possible. I'm so thankful for redemption. I'm, I'm so thankful for transformation. We exist as a church so that those that are far from God will draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. How many know that Jesus is in the transformation business? Amen? Amen. We welcome those that are joining us online. And uh, we just went live at our Tupelo campus. Make some noise for those guys over there. We're in a, a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Many began their fast last Monday. Some um, might have begun a little earlier, and some might have started a little later. But it's a time of prayer and fasting. It's not just about food. Uh, There are people that are fasting from other things like um, television or or whatever. Um, But it's it's a time where we leave something out and God puts something in. So I'm praying for you during this, this uh, time of prayer and fasting, and uh, I'm just praying that God would would really show up and that God would really speak uh, in a very clear way, uh, exactly the way that we need to hear Him. We started this series a couple of weeks ago called His Plan. Last week we, we talked about how not only did God bless Abraham, but God blesses other people because of of, of Abraham and so we're we have been blessed to be a blessing amen we are blessed to be a blessing today I'm going to talk about what God I believe God wants to do in every one of our hearts as believers this year and that is God pouring into us God speaking to us and pouring more of him uh, into us. Uh, every Sunday when I, I, I don't think I've ever not done this, but when I, before I come on stage, and usually I, I've, I've said it many times during the course of the morning, God, all of you and none of me, help me not to walk out there and, and it be me. So empty me of myself and fill me with your spirit. And so we're going to look at a passage today uh, from Paul's second letter that he was writing to the Corinthian believers. If you have your Bibles, look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. The Bible says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So Paul was writing, and he says, no no longer is there a veil. There's nothing separating us in a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. We we don't go through somebody. We go to him. Amen? And so as you come into the presence of God, whether it's, uh, you know, your private time of worship, or when we come to church. We're we're coming into the presence of God. Paul says uh, there's a transformation that's taking place, a metamorphosis that's going on. Now, uh, I want to answer three questions. This passage answers these three questions. Number one, who is doing the work in us? It's the Holy Spirit that's that's what he says so a day-by-day metamorphosis a day-by-day transformation that's going on in my life and believe me i need a lot of transforming <laughs> and so I, I, who is doing it who is doing that work in us it is the holy spirit how is he changing us how is he changing us um well he's changing my attitude said, you're a preacher, you've got to have a good attitude. I don't always, I don't got to. (laughs) So God is, how's he changing me? Well, he's changing, he's transforming me. One version, one translation of this passage says, from moment, uh, one moment to another, one measure of glory to another. And so he's, he's gradually changing me. And I need God working on me. My wife was in the earlier service, and uh, it was like deathly silence when I got to this part. She really amended it uh, really loud. And, but my wife can tell you that I am a work in progress. If you, if you, if you want a, a perfect pastor, uh, you, you, you ain't going to find him here. If you're looking for a perfect church, you're not gonna find it here. We're real people and God is constantly, who's doing the work? God. Uh, How is he changing me? One moment, one degree at a time, moment by moment. And so hopefully this time tomorrow, he will have changed me some more. Hopefully this time tomorrow, you will have been transformed one degree of glory to another. And so, the third question is, how is he doing it? Uh, What is he doing? He's changing me. How is he doing it? One degree of glory to another. So, uh, I'm a work in progress, and God is gradually changing my heart. But, I want to show you something. Now, this, this... tainted glass represents um, what my life was like before Christ I was was a mess before Jesus came in and the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God there's none righteous no not one and so we need we need transforming we need transformation and so the mess is the first thing that I want to talk about Uh, for all has sinned and come short of the glory of God and so we are lost in our sins if you have not become a Christ follower I don't care how good you live you may be a moral person but if you have not become a Christ follower this is representative of your life without Christ it's a mess now, the, the Bible says in, in the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter one thirty, verse three. It says, "If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand?" I've got that uh, scripture. Uh, uh, it's a subscript. It's a. It's inscribed on a, on a painting that's in my office. Because if if the Lord kept a record of my sins, who could who in the room? Who could stand? Our sins are too many. And the good news is, you know what the Bible says? That God takes our sins when He when He forgives us of our sins. He takes them and puts them as far away as the East is from the West. Come on now, somebody, amen. The Bible says in the Old Testament that he buries our sins in the depths of the sea. You know how deep the sea is. So how does God forget? Uh, he's God. He can do whatever he wants to. And when he looks at you and he looks at me and we, we've confessed our sins to him, he says, let better, I'm putting your sins as far as, uh, as the east is from the west. Uh, Never bringing them back. Never bringing it back up. And that's that's the glorious gospel. That's the glorious message of God's love. He gives us his grace. He gives us his mercy. You know the difference between mercy and grace? Grace is, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved. Grace is God giving to us that which we do not deserve. There's not a person on the face of the earth, there's not a person at either of our campuses today who deserves forgiveness. We don't deserve God's grace, so His grace, He's giving to us that which we do not deserve. I don't deserve it. But God, uh, in His love, God, in, in, in His grace, gives me eternal life. Now, mercy, on the other hand, is not giving us what we do deserve. Hmm. Come on. Mercy is God not giving us what we really deserve. We deserve death. We we don't deserve forgiveness. Uh, We we deserve uh, judgment. But God in his mercy withholds that judgment from us because of the, the, the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross so uh this is my life before christ but guess what the only way for the nastiness to leave the cup write this in your notes the only way for the nastiness to come out of the cup is to put something else into the cup of greater value the only way to get the nastiness out of the cup is to put something else into the cup. The Bible says in 1 Peter, listen to, listen to what, uh, when he writes, listen to what he says. He says in verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, Scripture says, you have been healed. It is because of the, the, the price, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made when he went to the cross, he was wounded for our transgressions, and by his wounds, we are healed. And this is what happens when when, uh, You ask Christ to come into your life and the process is ongoing, okay? It's called sanctification. But when Jesus comes into your life, the transformation has begun and we go from being a mess to uh, encountering the mix. You see, as a Christ follower, okay, um, I'm not a mess anymore. Can I get an amen? Uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I am no longer a mess. I'm messy sometimes, but I'm not a mess. Because when he comes into my life, he, he, he begins, he begins to, to bring transformation. He begins to change. And when you put something else into the cup, when you put something else, we, it's not that we don't sin It's not that we don't still have problems, but when we put something else into the cup, something has to go. And so what God is doing, when he comes into your life, when he comes into the mix, something starts changing on the inside. Uh, uh, Sometimes it's changing on the outside too, right? Right? But something is changing on the inside when we have the Spirit of God working in our lives, when we have the Spirit of God doing a, a work in us. And He's putting stuff into us. He's replacing the stuff that was in us. Amen? So, well, what's, what's He putting in? Well, look, when I, when I go to worship, uh, God's, God's pouring into me. When I read the Bible... God's pouring stuff into me. When I pray, God is steadily. He's pouring, pouring stuff into me. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going not to have problems. Sometimes people think uh, the Christian life is going to be struggle-free. Stop saying that struggling is the opposite of growth. Write that in your notes. Stop saying that struggling is the opposite of... Of growth because the fact that you're struggling doesn't mean that you're not growing and so God is pouring into you and uh, so you encounter a storm in your life God's still there he's still pouring into you and he, he wants to do that work in you so uh, I don't know if we've got it on the screen or not but stop saying that struggling Uh, shouldn't happen to you it's not the opposite of growth because sometimes the greatest times of growth in my life have been when I've been I've been struggling and so the good news is is that in the midst of a struggle in the midst of a storm God is still there sometimes uh, our storms in life or we are the cause But sometimes God leads us through a storm to strengthen us, to to temper us. And he's pouring stuff into us. He's pouring stuff into us. And the more that he's pouring into me, the less of me, the less room there is for me. So when God is doing a work in your life, the more that he's pouring in, like when you go to worship, like when you go to small groups, like when you read your Bible, like when you're you're, uh, experiencing a time of prayer and fasting, the more of God pours into you, and it makes a difference in your life. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, I'm just going to read the first part of this, and then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians, but it says, For though the righteous will fall seven times, They'll rise again. Come on. Though the righteous, we're going to fall. We're going to fail. You're looking at somebody that falls. I have to get back up. I fall. I get back up. I fall again. I have to get back up. And guess what? One of those three questions that I ask at the beginning of the message, God is the one doing the work in me. It's not something that I can work out on my own. I can't walk this one off. Okay? Okay. Just walk it off, just walk it off. You can't do it. I need, I need the Spirit of God constantly working in me, constantly doing a work in my life. I need that. And so when I pray, He's pouring. When I read the Word, He's pouring. He's he's a part of, of, of the mix. And He's pouring into my life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you still have your Bibles open to the text, um, look at chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse uh, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Amen? So that in him, we might become the righteousness of of God, So, here, here's, this, this is what I know. I know that my life before Christ was a mess. Amen? And I know when Christ came into my life, and by His Spirit, He's transforming me. One degree of glory to another. One step at a time. And then the word more. And so every day of my life, God is in my life, and every day of my life he's, he's pouring more, more, more of Him into me, more of Him, less of me. How many know that we need to live our lives with more of Him and less of me? John wrote in, uh, in John chapter three, verse 30, that he must become the greatest, and I must become less so the more of jesus in my life the more i get into the word of god and the word of god is getting into me that's where the transformation takes place my life before christ i was a mess christ came into my life i may be messy but i'm not a mess anymore Uh, because he it is christ living in me and by his wounds i'm healed god loves me god wants to change me he wants this metamorphosis to be taking place on a daily basis not just every once in a while you just show up for church not just every once in a while do you read the bible not just every once in a while do you do you get back on track remember what i said when you fall you're gonna fall get back up you're gonna fall but get back up and let god work that. Change that transformation in your life. Isn't this good stuff? And so, as, as uh, he, he continues pouring himself, pouring himself, pouring himself, more of him, less of me, more of him, less of me. And in the end, it is Christ living in me where that transformation takes place so well, how does how does that happen it happens in the here's another M word it happens in the moments now I like to when I measure success I like to I like to be able to see uh, progress you know what I'm saying like when I plant a garden I like to I like to watch it grow so you've never had a garden in your life look I'm more redneck than you ever thought. Uh, not that you have to be a redneck to be a farmer, uh, but a lot of farmers are rednecks. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to go any further there. that. Uh, I like to see the plants grow and I like to see them produce. I liked, I like to see tomatoes on the vine. I love to see it growing. and. Sometimes it's the spiritual life. I don't see the, the kind of progress that I would really like to see because I'm an instant person. I mean, if they had instant tomatoes, man, I would plant them. I mean, I, boom. Instant gardens. But I want to see, I like to see uh, progress. I like to be able to measure success, but the reality in the Christian life, sometimes you, it's just the, the moments it's to the moment-by-moment moment thing. Like Paul said in our text, it's like um, a remote control for your television. Somebody says, a small group says, hey, could, could, you, uh, could you unmute it? It's not muted. Could you turn it up then? Yeah. So you, you, you hit the up button, and it, you see the number on the screen? It goes from zero to one. No, come on, seriously now, cut it up hit it one more time it goes from one to two you do it again finally you're gonna make somebody mad but anyway uh that's how we are in our spiritual life sometimes it's just as small steps small steps you fall down you get back up God is at work in you he's doing a transformation somebody sets something to you and makes you i mean it really gets under your skin you're about to go off on them you know you know what i'm talking about they deserve it right but guess what you got a little bit of jesus this past sunday and, and you're not the same person you don't talk the way you used to talk now they don't deserve you being nice to them but because you spent some time in the word and god poured into you he poured into you he poured into you you're a different person. And hopefully you'll be a different person tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be a different person next week. Because moment by moment, one degree of glory to another, God is transforming your life. In Titus, he says, he saved us not because of something righteous. He saved us not because of Uh, the fact that we were righteous but because of his mercy he saved us through the washing of the rebirth and renewal by the spirit are you listening to this whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our savior having been justified by his grace we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. And that's the transformation process. So, yes, I was justified by His blood. I didn't deserve it. I deserved justice. But in my sins, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So. I got justified by his grace and I'm being sanctified that's that's the whole part of this message today it's that step-by-step one degree of glory to another where God is doing that transformation in my life if I live another year God is still transforming my life I am NOT finished he is not finished with me. If God could speak in an audible voice, he could. But he can do whatever he wants to. If God were to speak today to you in an audible voice, he would say, "Look, this led better guy. It's a step by step thing with him, man. I'm telling you. It's a moment by moment. And hopefully I'm making some progress. Hopefully I'm 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 getting better. What I've learned is this. Getting to the Promised Land is the easy, easy part. It's making us strong enough to handle it is the difficult part. Getting to the Promised Land, that you know, that's that's the easy part. But making me into who He wants me to be, that's so I'm strong enough to handle. That's the difficult part. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature. He is a new creation. If any man be in Christ he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So Be encouraged that though you have ups and downs that you fall and you have to get back up be encouraged though you can't measure it exactly God is doing a work in you he is doing a work in me and it's called transformation and that's what God wants to do you know people people know what to think when you start changing They'll, they'll say something like, uh, she used to didn't, she used to have a foul mouth. Something's changing about this girl. Uh, maybe they, they're going to say something about you like, "Why don't you hang out with us anymore?" And you get the text about a party that's going on and you just decide not to even respond to it because you're not going to live that kind of life anymore. Why? Because God's changing you. you. You're tempted to do things that, that you used to do, but since you've met Christ or gotten back on track with Christ, you don't do anymore. It's because He's pouring into you, He's changing you, He's transforming you. So you get into the Word of God more. You may start hanging around different group of friends but you get into the Bible and the Bible starts getting into you and he starts molding you and shaping you and uh, you you can't wait to get to church the next time you can't wait to turn on the Christian music and and let God pour into you so pastor, you're the pastor how how does God pour into you Uh, the same way that he pours into you. Same exact thing, same thing, by his word, by worship. So you're the pastor, you, 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 gotta, you gotta like want to go, to, I mean, you gotta be there. I had not got to be here, I wanna be here. I get to be here. And now, one difference, me being a pastor, and I'm speaking every week, I don't get to hear, I don't get to very often get to sit and listen like you do. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening uh, in different ways. I, um, I, I listen to other pastors I, on a regular basis. Many different ones. Because I, I need to, to, to get under the preaching and the teaching of the Word too. But the more... I get under teaching of the Word of God the more that I fellowship with other believers the more that I read the Bible and spend time on my face before God guess what the more I'm being transformed and as God would tell you it's a pretty big job but he's doing it how by his spirit how in what way one degree of glory to another. It's like the remote sometimes, one number at a time. Sometimes it's faster, but God is doing a work in my life, and He wants to do a work in your life. And all God's people said, amen. Now I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for the Word that has taught us today to, to grow, um, to be changed, to be transformed. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would take these closing moments of worship and, and help us, Lord, not to be changing gears and thinking about what's next this afternoon. God, help us just to, in the stillness of these moments, Help us to tune and listen to your word to your message to us if you realize today that your life is still a mess because it's it's a life without Christ I want to give you an opportunity right now just to call on the Lord uh, the Bible says whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved would you just pray from your heart and say God today I'm a sinner that needs a savior I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he rose from the grave on the third day I repent I turn from my sins and I turn to you Lord Jesus come live in my heart I put my trust in you I follow you Lord Jesus now if if that was your prayer from a sincere heart. Do you know something? Jesus cleansed you. He took away your mess. Now would you walk with him? Maybe as a believer today, that's where you are and you just need to say, Lord, thank you for coming into my life. Please transform me. For some of you today, your prayer is, Lord, just one degree at a time, one moment by moment, uh, just transform me into your image. I'm going to ask that everyone at both of our campuses, please stand. I just want to pray for you and pray over you that God would do this change, this transformation. In your life father thank you for today thank you for the Word of God and how God it speaks to us God right where we need it God thank you for times of worship like this today thank you for pouring into our lives and so we pray God that you would just even in these closing moments God still pour pour into us and be glorified in these moments God we love you and thank you in Jesus name